This Wellness Couch podcast proudly brought to you by Damien Christoph's presentation at the upcoming Wellness Summit. It's the Power of Food 2019. Damien speaks nutrition as you've never heard it before. Catch Damo, your favorite Wellness Couch hosts, a world-class wellness exhibition and more than 600 like-minded people at the Wellness Summit, August 17 and 18 in Melbourne. Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and as always, it gives me great pleasure to say hello to the co-founder of The Wellness Couch. He's the founder of of Forage Cereal, the greatest chiropractor, naturopath extraordinaire from Vita Lifestyles, my co-host on 100 Not Out, the great Damien Christoph. Hello, great man. Hello, great man. Jesus, good to talk to you. Love oh, it. Oh, it doesn't happen enough, Fills does me it? up. You've had some things going on in your life, haven't you? Far out. Far out, yes. Little Spencer William oh. Pierce joined us not too long what ago, Monday, July the 1st. Unbelievable. That's it. Three boys and a girl. You know, we've got a January one baby and a July one baby. Whoa. What does that mean? don't know. And then we've got two and then we've got uh, Sarah's on the 29th of July and uh, Tommy's on the 29th of May. We could just bang on about numbers. Give you all kinds of numbers. Triple J. We've got an autumn, winter, spring and summer baby. And when Spencer was born, the ages were 0369. Come on. Come on. Wow. I know. How useless. Wow. How more useless statistics that won't improve your life can I give you? <laughs> wow. Well, it is amazing. I was actually talking about useless information uh, today. I went out with. Uh, I went out for dinner last night with uh, Ian Northeast from the practice. The um, husband of uh, Steph Northeast, host of The Real Food Real and The Natural Nutritionist Extraordinaire. Absolutely. Went out with him for dinner. Beautiful meal. And uh, Kieran came along, Kieran Whelan, you know, Kieran yes. uh, works with Martin Harvey, um, and um, and we were having a bit of a chat. Um, Hayden McKenzie was there as well with his girlfriend, your girlfriend, and so we're having a bit of a chat about stuff, and all of a sudden, Kieran starts reeling off all this useless information, useless information. <laughs> He'll love like, that you're saying this. Hello, you know Kieran. This? <laughs> 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 How do you know this stuff, K-Dog, I'm saying? And he said, uh, you know, it's just, I find it interesting. So... But we're all laughing about it because it was useless, but interesting, you know, useless but interesting, just like zero three six nine. Um, it might be zero three six nine twelve in three years' time. Yes, but, yes. Um, well, <laughs> yes. In six years' time, I might go to fifteen. Who knows? But um, depends what your purpose is, I suppose. It does. Well, the more important information is that Sarah is going very well. Spencer is going very well. Uh, I am well. The kids are well, and that's all you can. That's all you can hope for. Um, Absolutely. You've been away. You've been traveling. You've been with our great mate LT over in Thailand since we last recorded. Um, yes. You had a bit of QT with Amber. Yeah, quiet time, quality time, all that. It was unreal. We had a great time in Thailand. Came back. It was five degrees in Melbourne when we got back, so very, very cold. And then um, you had your baby. And then I went to New Zealand and did some skiing or some snowboarding. Good uh, on you. And that was great. That was great fun. These are the things we have to do because we've got to – Empty nest now. Yeah, so, so much more quality. And time. we won it. We won that prize. We actually won a prize to go over to New Zealand. So it wasn't didn't cost us as much as what it would have otherwise cost us. It cost a lot to ski. 
goodness gracious. Tell you what, that is, that's, that's more expensive than getting married, going skiing. It's like and when you more say... More expensive than golf. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, uh, mm. they've done a good job there at making it a, a, an extreme high-end sport skiing. Um, so in between our recordings, yes, we had a baby. You went to two countries. You've done a lot of traveling this year. We'll be in Icaria in less than two months. Can you believe that? You'll be, you will have been in four continents, three or four continents by the time the year's out. You global crazy, hey. Um, (laughs) so just the other night, because I've been putting uh, helping Tommy go to sleep at night, uh, since he's no longer on the boob, he doesn't get Sarah at night because Spencer now gets Sarah at night, he owns Sarah's boobs. So poor Tommy's left with with me, and uh, I'm fried by the end of the night. I'm like, gosh, it's a it's it's uh, it's an effort, but it's good fun. But the other night, I'm like, I have just got to watch a bit of Netflix, I don't want to do anything. Uh, Sarah's asleep, and all of this stuff. And I'd never seen Les Miserables featuring Hugh Jackman, Russell Crowe, Anne Hathaway, um, Helena Bonham Carter, um, Ali G, what's his name? Um, uh, you know, Sasha uh, Baron Cohen. Yeah, uh, great yeah, cast, yeah. great cast. You know, I learned a term, uh, speaking of useless information, an ensemble cast. An ensemble cast is when you've got a lot of characters that all kind of have equal parts in the movie. So you know those movies where there's just so many awesome actors and they've all got you know like equal share. Um, this is an ensemble like the cast. Yes, like the Expendables and Ocean's Eleven and yeah. uh, Love Actually, and they're all the movies that I love. Anyway, so as I tend to do when I watch a movie, and I took me three nights I think to watch it, as is the case with anything that I do these days. It, I got so I get so interested. I go, all right. Obviously, I know Victor Hugo wrote Les Mis, so. What was Victor Hugo all about? So Victor Hugo lived till he was 83 at a time when life expectancy was uh, probably under half of that. In the late 1880s, he died. And he had five children, buried four of them. His only child that outlived him was a schizophrenic that uh, lived and died in a mental institution. And uh, Victor Hugo was, for want of better terms, a womanizer. Some people called him an erotomaniac. Um, he was just, um, it just didn't live this, didn't live this life that is, you know, is all bells and whistles and Instagrammy and all the rest of it. But he wrote two, two books that people love, Les Mis and The Hunchback of Notre Dame, wrote countless other stories and playwrights and all these other things. But I thought, what, what is it that, that allows someone to live, like outlive their, life expectancy by so many years and time and time again I'm reminded that it is not family like we we talk ad nauseum on here that it is not food but it is not family because mm. he buried four children he had a 19 year old daughter who was recently married and newly pregnant um, on the river Seine on a boat with her young husband boat capsizes she drowns due to the heavy dresses that the the weight of the heavy dresses that they wore in that period Gosh. of French uh that romanticism that romantic era and um her new husband died trying to save her and she was oh. pregnant and she was 19 like imagine that's your daughter and then he took an, he took it some time off from writing and all the rest of it but I'm like he didn't live a hollywood life like but his no. his his legacy like carries on and I I have no proof for it, but I just maintain and whenever I think about this, like there is a there is a superfood that only only purpose 
can provide. Like, if he had nothing, like, for a lot of people, when a child dies, for a lot of people, like, and I have no, I'm not making any excuses for this. Like, life feels over. It's like, what do I live for? Maybe you have other children and all the rest of it. But to, to lose someone so young, and, there, and that was just one of the children. Like, there were four children that died. I think, gosh, like, what must keep you going? But I have no doubt that his love of writing kept him alive. I can't see what else yeah, kept him alive. It wasn't his salad. It was his burn, isn't it? Yeah, it was his burn, did you say? <laughs> it was his burn, yeah. But this, you and I talk about this every single time, which I love because, yes, we talk about food and, you know, both you and I recognize it's maybe six or seven somewhere in the pyramid of life um, in terms of importance or the pyramid of longevity. Um, and certainly in your exceptional life blueprint, which, by the way, if you haven't done the exceptional life blueprint, what <laughs> Mate, you can't you buy it anywhere. Don't give it a plug. I just... <laughs> <laughs> you can't well, do anything. But you can. You can just watch a free video series because I just I have a resistance. I need to see a psych about just all the online marketing. I uh, just want to really? anyway. I'll update it. I'll make it special. I will get back into it. But just go to marcuspierce.com.au forward slash magnificent for a free video <laughs> series. I won't sell you anything. It's free. I just can't be bothered with all of the online selling. Yeah. I'll give it. Yeah. I just anyway. So yes, purpose. Thank you. I hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. So, purpose, you you and I have been saying since we went to Ikaria that it's purpose, engagement, and movement. So, you look at those top three um, that, you know, kind of appear to be more likely associated with longevity. And you're saying that Victor Hugo lived a long time. He did some great things. Um, and purpose would be one of those things that would have kept him going. And he also did some bad things. That's the, that's the thing. That's the other thing. Like... Well, yeah. what, were the, what were the bad things? He was a romantic. Oh, star, just huh? yeah. Well, that's uh, when I say bad things. Just yeah, like what was the other? His family he life. His yeah, his family life was. He created a lot of, for want of a better term, misery and upset for other people because of some of his habits. Um, you know, he lived in exile. Well, let's go through it. Yep. Okay, he lived in exile, so he was lonely. I think that was, but then I think his writing probably. Was it, but he had a mistress when he was in exile, if you know what I mean? So, I don't think he was yeah, lonely. So he had some. Yeah, um, yeah. But I just kind of feel like it's important to recognize that the people that live a long time aren't necessarily saints. I think just the power of purpose. Like, So, you just mentioned earlier, like Jackson's out of the nest. So, yeah. if you've got nothing to fill the time with, when people retire from work, if they've got nothing to fill the time with or the nest is empty or... Like, if you've got time and space, if you don't have anything really powerful to fill it with, I, I really tend to think it has an impact on your longevity. And Charles Eugster, if you remember back in the mm-hmm. day, like, he was just so big on this. And I remember at the time going, oh, I know it's kind of, we say it, but he was really about, like, working for him when his wife died yep. and he was a retired dentist and he didn't yep. know what to do. It's like, oh, it's got to have an impact yep. on your health. Yeah. Oh, definitely. No doubt about it. But equally, you know, obviously, you know, said it being sedentary has an impact on your health. And, you know, I think the stasis, oh, stasis, maybe that's it. Stasis. It's stasis. Stasis. It's like that just stopping dead in your tracks. So you stop moving, you stop thinking, you stop engaging, you stop being purposeful. The moment that everything starts to stop is probably when you start to rot. Is probably what's going on, and so where Charles Hughes, uh, you know, sp- spoke about you know continually moving and being busy and working, continuing to work. You look at those people that are are running, you know, at ninety five years old or ninety years old and breaking world records or making world records. 
um, they're moving. They're not stopping. So maybe it's a stopping thing. Yeah, but what maybe stops? What, stop, what creates the stopping? Up. I think that's the lack of purpose. Giving up. Yeah. So yeah, if you don't have up, a purpose, purpose, who's going to get up and go for a walk in the morning or go to the beach or go play golf or do any of these things? Like, So for all of our listeners, and you and I talk about this on air and off air, like, what what what's your purpose like? What what is your burn? I love the way you said that, Damon. That's a great word. Like, what is your burn? Like, I hear Sarah with the kids. I'm like, it's so obvious what her burn is. You know, I listen to, yeah. I look at people live. I think it's so obvious to see people living without burn. Like, I'm I'm a, such a people watch. I don't know what you're like when you're having your coffee. It only takes you two seconds, but my my coffee takes me 45 minutes. <laughs> I love to look at people. Just sitting down, and it might seem so judgmental because maybe they just got so much on they just want to be away with the fairies. But like, looking at some people without purpose is hard to watch. Like they just, you know, they could be sad. They could feel um, in, in uh, what's the word? In, not inferior. What's the word? Um, in, insular. That don't want to engage yeah. with with community with humanity because um, you kind of don't know where your value is. I just, I'm, I'm convinced without any proof whatsoever that there's a physical consequence to it yeah yeah i'm with you i'm a hundred percent with you that there is a physical consequence i uh, i've been reflecting a lot on it obviously with my grandfather passing and i you know he nearly made it to 100 i say he made it to 100 um i've looked at a lot of people there's a lady beautiful lady that comes in my practice she's 91 years old iris bit of a shout out i don't even know if you oh, listen to this iris, good on your iris I love Iris, and she always says, you know, I think of your your grandfather, and he was such a wonderful man, she says to me, and uh, I said, oh, Iris, you know, he thought so much of you, and she said, oh, I used to think so much of your grandfather as well, and uh, and they just bumped into each other in the practice. Um, anyway, so I digress a little bit, but essentially, I look at all these people that are doing really well in my life, and my, and my grandfather was doing really well until he stopped. Yes. Like, until he stopped. And so he stopped, had to go into a nursing home. It's not where he wanted to be. All of a sudden, he was able to move. They wouldn't let him walk. So then he, you know, just degraded, and then he was gone. A friend of mine's got a friend of mine's mum has got Parkinson's disease. She can't move anymore, and now she's going through rapid decline. Rapid. Um, I look at That's Iris, the word. Rapid. Rapid decline. And so then I look at um, Iris, who's just moving. She goes to fitness classes every other day. She has strength training. She still drives. She walks everywhere. 91 years old, drives to my practice from, I think she might be in Elstonwick, I think, and um, and she comes down to Sandringham and gets her adjustment every week. And um, it's just the continual perpetual movement. You know, you, you know what's interesting too is I had my watch so, uh, serviced, mm-hmm. and this is interesting. I had my watch serviced. I've got a beautiful watch. You know my big silver watch? You yes. Know, the one that I I've think got I wore it in a, in a – yes, yes. Yeah, yep. got it for an, as an engagement present. And um, I had that service. The cost, the service cost as much as probably an, an expensive, inexpensive watch. Yes. If that makes 250 sense. $250. Bucks. And they said to me, oh, multiply that by a bit. Oh, uh, so didn't you just call it an expensive, inexpensive watch? I'm thinking one of those yes. watches I get at the surf store, which I don't actually buy. But um, okay, 750 for a service. No, no, keep multiplying. Oh my like, it's more gosh. than that. So so the service was a lot of money. And so they said to me, Did you let your watch stop often? And I'm like, Well yeah, like it, it only winds up when I wear it. And they're like, Yeah, but that's what wrecks the watch. Like if you let it stop, that actually costs no, more because we'll no, replace gears. No. Yes. We'll replace gears. 
and we've got to replace springs because they lose their tension. Um, we've got to do all these things. So when the watch stops, the watch breaks down. The watch rots. Oh, that's a metaphor. Oh, that's a great When the watch stops, the watch rots. Yes, it's the same as us. Like when we stop, we rot. So the moment you stop using it is the moment you start losing it. Did, who, did someone else say that? That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is so good. Good on your TP. Uh, no, that was Siri. No, that was Siri. Oh, that was Siri. Siri. Said, uh, oh, sorry. I thought that. I thought you said that was Trudy. No, Siri. <laughs> Siri thought I said it's the same as us, like when we start. And then she said that's not nice. I don't know why she said that. <laughs> <laughs> Siri has never been a guest <laughs> on our podcast oh, before, and she's just gosh, made her debut. Siri. Oh, that's hilarious. I'm leaning forward and I've touched that button and it's heard me say some words that it's totally, she's totally misheard what I was saying. But essentially, <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as you stop moving it is the moment you start losing it. That's And it's the same for anything with regards to machinery. So my mum is driving around in a car at the moment that was her partner's mother's and when she died, they didn't use that car for 18 months. That meant that they needed to replace the tires, they needed to you know, get the oil sorted out because the engine hadn't been turned over for 18 months. And there was a whole host of things that you know would go wrong because it hadn't been being used for quite a long time. It was only yes. like 50,000 kilometers off. But it was breaking down because it hadn't been getting used. Same deal. It's the same deal for us. Our brain breaks down, our body breaks down if we don't use it. Far out. Our That's heart a great, that is a great metaphor. Isn't that interesting? That's a great metaphor. What if the tree doesn't get climbed? Well, I don't tend to climb trees. If the tree doesn't get climbed, does the tree break down? Hmm. Hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, we could we could we could do metaphors all day long. I think this is the thing though: is that there is something for. Like the purpose, using the watch as an example, the purpose of the watch is to move, right? In the way that it tells the time is by moving. It, it has to be moving or else it dies. Um, it, the two go hand in hand. Like the two go hand in hand, like purpose and movement. I think as you get older, movement becomes more related to purpose than it does. So so here's another way of saying it. As you get older, mo- uh, exercise becomes more about movement. When you're younger, exercise is more about exercise. Yeah, true, totally. Yeah. And when you get true. older, you want to climb Everest. You want to, um, you know, do something special with friends. You want to. You might swim in the ocean, but you do it with friends. You don't do it because it's and good. in speedos. Yeah, and in speedos. Um, you know, you do it for. G'day, <laughs> so, Don. Yeah, social yeah. reasons. Oh gosh, still to this day, that co- that that was such a heroic thing we did jumping Doesn't in that, that. Take your breath away. That took just took your breath, breath away, didn't it? Hello to our good friend Don Riddington. Um, yes. But I'd I probably live just around the corner from him now. I'll okay. have to go say good day. Have to go and find him. Mm. But I just, I think it's, you know, I don't know if it's a time they're a reminder because some of our listeners are going, gee whiz, they talk about this a lot. I just, I just cannot emphasize enough. And, and maybe it's just you and I, but I think it's all of our listeners that if you don't know what is your burn, as Damo says it, geez, I love that term. If, if you don't know what is your burn, then it's really important to find it. Because if it's missing, you know it's missing, and it's a terrible feeling to know that it's missing. And um, but not doing the work to find out what lights you up—how's that for a metaphor? Is um, <laughs> so good. Is um, it's a short track to uh, premature death, and that's what we don't want. That is what we. That's don't right. Want. 
Yeah, that is where we're. I think it's interesting is because um, this morning I was interviewed on Triple M in Golden Valley. Nice. Uh, and they were talking about because in Queensland at the moment they've got the highest rates of obesity in Australia. So we know Australia's fat. So Australia is up there with the top three fattest nations in the world. Um, it's you know it's contentious. Everyone would agree that America is the fattest. Then kind of comes China, Australia, and New Zealand. Like it's kind of in that order. And they're saying that the Queenslanders are the fattest ones. Like they're the ones that are sucked into eating all the bad food. It's and KFC's brought out a new burger, <laughs> and uh, and everyone's concerned and they're up in arms. And they're saying that all advertising for fast food and junk food should be banned. And they're saying that. Um, you know, junk food like KFC and McDonald's and all of those sorts of meals, you know, please don't fall over when I say that because it is <laughs> junk food. Um, it, all of those meals should have pictures on the boxes and on the packets that show you what's going to look like in your heart when you eat those meals, like the, what they do with cigarettes. That's what they're sort of hangling at. And so they said to me, Damo, what do you reckon about that? And I go, well, it doesn't really work. Like when somebody's chowing down into a burger, they're not looking at pictures. Um, you know, they're not really guilting on it to the extent that they want to learn more about what it's doing to the insides. They already probably feel guilty about it to some extent if they're conscious of their health. But it's the wrong thing. Like we need to be educating people, you know, first and foremost. And I said, well, what would be the point of doing this? And they're like, well, you know, obviously people want to live a long time. But you and I continue to talk. Some of these people could be obese and live longer than a skinny person. Yes. So is it? You know what I mean? So yes. Well, look at we, the people in see... Ikaria or Sardinia or wherever where their their weight is not the perfect BMI. No, and they're not conscious of it and they're not standing on the scales every single day, but they're very happy people. Bread, so, coffee, uh, wine, chocolate, yeah. sex. Yeah. 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 Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. All of that. Three, you didn't know. All of three. Well, this is. Well, I didn't know that sex was bundled into those bad things, but you know. Oh, mate, there's a massive social guilt around sex. That's a that's a great conversation for another day. Oh, mate, social guilt about sex. Oh, as you get older, it's another one. Oh, as I get older, as I get older. Oh, the amount of people that have poor self-esteem around having sex as they get older, like it's only a thing you do in your younger days and when you're trying to make babies. Gee whiz. Oh, who says that? Older, about? older people. You, you go and ask people in their 60s and 70s about – this is not everyone, mind you. You go and ask a lot of people in their 60s and 70s and maybe their 80s about their sex life, a lot of people will just completely shut down, sexually repressed about anything to do with intimacy. Mate, have you seen that movie, Tommy Lee Jones and Meryl Streep, um, Hope Springs yeah, Eternal? Or Hope Springs? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think because yeah. it, it's marketed as a comic, as a funny film, that's a very alarming yeah. film for a lot of people. That there's no physical yeah, intimacy was. in relationships, and th- they couldn't talk about sex. They didn't even hold hands, let alone do anything. Yeah, beyond that, so that'd be a great it's conversation. Worries, but... That'd be a great conversation. Well, hopefully that's not the case for our 100 not outers, because you know we know that that's important. Absolutely, Movement. go and have a listen to. Uh, Episode with Wally Bortz. I think it might have been episode yes. or six or eight or ten. He talks about it on that yeah, episode. Really, and he got he got he definitely 
got stuck into it. He loved it. So that was a, a good chat. All right, Damo, we better run. Um, there's so much to talk about. And every time we get to the end of an episode, <laughs> we bring up all these hot topics for other episodes. So all I say is uh, next time I'm looking at you, great man, will be at the Wellness Summit this year, the Power of Food 2019. We just did a, uh, a Facebook Live uh, talking about your presentation and that every year at the summit you drop a truth bomb, a headline. Um, it was stevia last year, coconut oil the year before. Looking forward to the big myth busting uh, headline this year. Um, There's a few. There'll be some heads rolling and heads turning, I tell you what. Cannot wait. If you think you've been to the summit before and you think you know what it's all about, just you wait for DK, the Power of Food 2019. Um, And we, what was I going to say, and uh, the great grain debate demo, you versus Cindy O'Meara. Brett's (laughs) going to get uh, an octagon, like a UFC octagon on the stage. And you and Cindy are going to go in there with – Gloves on and a microphone each <laughs> and kicking, punching, scratching, biting um, on all the hot topics around grain or no grain and uh, that's going to be part of the conclusion to the Wellness Summit this year. We actually released the rundown today, Damo. We've actually told everyone publicly who is speaking when and I was very uncomfortable with it but now that it's been released, I'm were. okay with it. I like the idea of it, though. I think that's good. Yep. So all of the topics and all the speakers and everything is at thewellnesssummit.com. You'll see when Damo's speaking. You'll see when I'm speaking. You'll see when everyone's speaking. And um, looking forward to my forage fix at the summit, Damo. No one does a bircher like you do. No one does a bircher like you do. No, we'll be serving forage, bircher. There'll be samples of paleo. They'll be going into your bags. Uh, There'll be muesli. They'll be there. Uh, There'll be porridge. The whole lot's going to be there. Um, and, of course, at summit prices, so the best That's prices it. you'll ever get. Best prices in town. Can't wait to see you there, folks. That's at yep. summit.com. Can't wait to be in Ikaria with you uh, just a couple of weeks after that, Domo. Jeez, we got some loving together coming up. This is exciting. Um, we've got a special few I'm weeks. Um, to all of our listeners, thank you for your support. I can hear my son Darby crying at the back, so I'm going to do this outro really quickly. Thanks for your support on 100 Not Out. Thanks to Rosie Garner and Joseph Tomo who do our editing and social media. And until next week, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. The 2019 Wellness Summit is almost here. I love being at these events. They're always such a great, positive environment. And it's been really great to um, listen to like-minded people and to um, meet a few people, actually. I've been to every summit and I've been to every one and I'll always keep coming. It's always inspiring. It's been a real eye-opener. We're actually signed up to go to the breakthrough now. It's very motivating. I think it's great to listen to people who are inspired. And there's always something to learn and something to take away. I think uh, for myself and giving myself that um, opportunity to, to learn. There's so much going on in life and everything that you can get distracted and forget the things that you should be doing. And this always reminds you to get back on track and, and um, to focus on the things that are important, a holistic health. Just do it, yeah. Just yeah, suck it up and do it. It's, uh, it could be life-changing, yeah. I would say it's awesome and it's the start of changing your life. Come along, see what it's about, and enjoy it. It's an amazing event with like-minded, positive people, and you can't help but um, walk away feeling great. Positive Mentor presents the 2019 Wellness Summit, August 17 and 18 in Melbourne. Can you afford to miss out? Tickets at thewellnesssummit.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. 
Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.